Welcome to the Let's Run Fit podcast, the podcast that fuels your passion for fitness and running. In today's episode, we'll explore the world of fueling your runs, optimizing performance, and unlocking your full potential. Get ready to nourish your runs and conquer your goals. We'll be discussing the importance of fueling, when to fuel, and various options available from energy gels to sports drinks that can provide you with the energy and endurance you need. Whether you're a beginner or experienced runner, join us as we dive into the secrets of effective fueling strategies. So tune in and take your runs to the next level and discover the fuel that works best for you. Let's spurn right in, shall we? In this podcast, we emphasize the importance of fueling during our workouts. When we talk about fuel, we primarily refer to carbohydrates because they are going to be the macronutrient that our body uses energy first and foremost from. Carbs play a crucial role in our body's functioning. And I know it's a cliche to make fun of runners when you discuss this type of fueling and carbohydrates, but it's just because it is one of those things that is just that important. There's even a Family Guy episode that's dedicated entirely to this topic and making fun of Brian whenever he, you know, started dating someone who was a marathoner, how he had to fuel his body because it is just that important. It's highlighting its widespread recognition. But more than that, it's important because our bodies still operate under the assumption that our lives are still in those caves and that food is scarce. Therefore, working out in a fasted state signals to our bodies that we're experiencing a food shortage and it's leading them to prepare for a potential famine. However, this is not desirable for performance athletes or even recreational athletes who are going out and running to feel good about ourselves and in our body and with our body. And when your body senses those starvation cues, your metabolism starts to slow down and non-essential processes shut down because it's getting ready for the worst case scenario. So if you're always putting your body in that worst case scenario during your runs, you're going to start to cause health issues that will more than likely end up with you having to go to a doctor to kind of get those fixed if they can even be fixed. So it's very important to fuel your body for those runs. Even if you're trying to lose weight, you just have to do it in the correct way. And the best way to avoid having to go through the process of ending up at the doctor is to just avoid it completely. It's crucial for you to fuel your body before and after your workouts, regardless of the workout type, length, or intensity. For longer workouts exceeding 90 minutes, and even before that mark, if you know that your workout's going to continue that long, you need to have a source of fuel during the workout as well, meaning during the run itself or the lifting session itself or whatever you're doing that day. The specific type of fuel will vary depending on the workout that you're doing, but it is essential, particularly for those sustained exercise movements, to have some type of fuel available. Now let's address why carbohydrates are the preferred fuel source over high fat or high protein options. And the simple answer is that carbohydrates provide readily available energy. The process of breaking down fats or proteins into a usable format requires a significant energy expenditure. And if we're already using energy to run or lift weights or swim, we can't wait for this process to be completed because you're going to run out of fuel before you can do it because you'll be using the little bit of fuel you have available to do this process. And it's going to end up in this never ending cycle of you just being burnt out. 
And I do understand that it can be challenging for people to grasp that concept because especially in recent years, carbs have been demonized and our culture promotes disordered eating habits. The current trends suggest that carbs are completely bad for you. You need to cut them out altogether. However, scientifically speaking, this is not true. Our bodies require all three macronutrients to function properly. And if you eliminate any one of them or severely restrict any one of them, your body will struggle to perform optimally and to get you through your day-to-day functions. So for those who are not biology majors, let's briefly review some basic biological concepts real fast to kind of help you understand what I'm talking about. Because I know I keep using really big words. So protein provides amino acids that help build muscle, support brain structures. In a simplified analogy, think of proteins as the bricks that construct our bodies. Without the continuous supply of these bricks, we cannot build new structures or replace, you know, the deteriorating ones that are kind of breaking down, whether due to a workout, age, and just general wear and tear. Protein can be obtained from both meats and plants. While meat provides a greater quantity of protein per serving, you can actually obtain all the necessary amino acids from plants as well, as long as you're paying attention to the variety of plants that you consume and you're not getting all of them from one particular source because not every single plant source does they don't all have the same amino acids that our body needs. So it is actually a myth that vegetarians and vegans can't get their protein sources because they can, they just kind of have to think about it a little bit more because they don't have an all-encompassing source like someone who eats meat would, but they can 100% do it and they can fuel their body and be amazing athletes just like the rest of us. Now, moving on to fats, they are going to be vital for our brain development. They act as an energy reserve during times of scarcity. So that time where our body's primitive survival mechanisms are kicking in due to lack of food intake, they're going to support our cell and hormone functions. And they also protect our central organs. Fat is actually very important to have on your body. If you are at an extremely low body fat percentage, you're going to start to have issues in your body's day-to-day functions. Although fat can be converted into a usable energy, the process is slow and inefficient compared to carbohydrate. These fats that are stored in our body, they serve as a long-term storage solution. This is similar to storing any type of item in your home at a remote storage facility because it requires time and effort to access it. You're not going to go put something like your toaster in your storage unit if you know you use your toaster every day. And that's kind of the same process here. And there are many different types of fats that are required in different quantities. And our standard American diet, which is very ironic that it's called that because it is very sad, often lacks the appropriate proportions. One example of a fat that we do need in very small portions, if not no portions, is trans fat. They are extremely unnecessary and potentially harmful to our bodies. Fortunately, the prevalence of these trans fat in our food is gradually decreasing due to the growing awareness of their detrimental effects, but it is taking an extremely long time, particularly in America, to get those out of our food. Now, the final and my personal favorite macromolecule, the carbohydrate. As mentioned earlier, they are our body's preferred energy source. They come in various forms, such as glucose and fructose, which you've probably seen those listed on the side of food packages. Carbohydrates can be classified as complex or simple, depending on how they're packaged, typically in fiber. Carbs can be stored as glycogen in our muscles, providing that short-term energy. The more glycogen stores that you have before a workout, the more energy you'll have during the workout itself. Additionally, a consuming carbs during a workout can help extend these energy stores. 
Imagine glycogen storage being your pantry, quickly accessible when you need it, so you can just take those in. It's like having those carbs where you don't have to go to the grocery store to get it. You just pop in your pantry, grab what you need, and you're on your way. But the other one would be as if you actually had to get in your car and go to the store and go buy what you need every single time you wanted a snack. It's not efficient, and you need to have stuff on hand. It is the same exact process. So now that our mini bio lesson's over and we know what all these big words mean, let's delve into the intro run fueling and the types of fuel to choose from. The first decision you need to make is whether to use natural foods or supplements. Natural fuel refers to actual food that you would eat at home, such as bananas, applesauce, pretzels, crackers, berries, so on. You kind of get the point. Your choice should be based on the type of workout and its intensity. Higher intensity workouts require easily digestible options that have a much lower fiber content like the applesauce, pretzels, and crackers. And for lower intensity workouts, you can increase your fiber intake a little bit and have foods like blueberries and things like that that have that higher fiber take a little bit longer to digest because you're not going to be going as hard in your workout. So you'll have a little bit of, you know, energy to spare to break that down. Supplements, on the other hand, are products specifically designed for sports nutrition. These can range from sports drinks like Gatorade to more complex options like sports gels. The choice between natural fuel and supplements is entirely personal and depends on your personal preferences and what your body can handle. Some people experience stomach discomfort with the gels, but they tolerate applesauce, juice, and sports drinks without issue. It's all about what's finding what's best for your body because everyone's different. I know some people who can't do applesauce and can only do the gels. It's all on you and what your stomach can actually do. Now let's discuss the different types of fuel that's actually available to you. So gels, these are going to be the most popular type of intro run fuel. Gels primarily consist of carbohydrates, making them readily available for the body to break down and use as energy during an active state. They often contain caffeine and electrolytes to help replenish your energy and electrolyte levels. It's important to note though that you can't take a bunch of gels at the start of your workout and assume that you're covered for however long you're going to be out there. Your body can only absorb a certain amount of carbs at one time, and if you take in too much at once, your body's going to have a blood sugar spike that's followed by a very large blood sugar crash halfway through your workout. Therefore, it's very, very crucial to space out the gel consumption throughout your workouts so that way it can be taken in as your body can actually process it. Gel should also always be taken with water if possible to help aid in the absorption into the bloodstream and ensure that they are readily available. They're actually scientifically engineered to be taken with water to help it get into your system and not just by themselves. Now, if you're someone who doesn't like the texture of a gel or they upset your stomach a little bit, there's another option called the chews. The chews are just bite-sized fuel options similar to gummy bears. They're often made by the same brands that produce the gels because the people who make this stuff know that not everyone can do the same thing and not everyone has the same texture profiles that they can handle. So they often offer an alternative for individuals who just dislike the gels. So like a gel, a chew can contain caffeine and electrolytes just the same. While slightly harder to digest than the gels due to the fact that you actually have to chew them and depending on how much you chew before you swallow, it can not quite be in a readily available state. The difference is very, very minimum for most people. Chews should also be consumed with water, just like a gel for optimal absorption, because the same thing they're made to have that water to help process it into the digestive tract. But again, be cautious not to consume too many at one time, just by washing it down, like with additional chews or with sports drinks or whatever it is, because all of those things can lead to that blood sugar spike 
that's the same as if you take too many gels simultaneously. You've got to be careful and space out those carbs. Another option that's on the market is our Stroopwafels. These are something I've actually just recently started using more myself, and they're actually really, really cool. So they are inspired by a popular Dutch treat, and they are just another fueling option available to us for people who like a more natural texture over a gel or a chew. Stroopwafels have been adjusted to provide suitable nutrients for athletic performance at this point. They're not just the exact same thing they were back when they were first invented. So they do consist of a syrup filling, which kind of has sandwich between two wafer cookies they come in so many flavors like chocolate and coffee and while it's not necessary it's also recommended to use these with water because again water helps things absorb into our systems speaking of water and liquids let's go on to sports drinks sports drinks are a well-known option for athletes during workouts while people often drink these as just like regular beverages the truth is that mostly electrolytes and carbs in sports drinks are only necessary during or after a workout some athletes use sports drinks as part of their carbohydrate loading strategy the night before a major event, and that is also acceptable and useful. Sports drinks provide hydration, carbohydrates, and electrolytes all in one package. However, depending on the length of your race, a sports drink might not be sufficient enough to sustain you. To reach the recommended carbohydrates levels, you would need to consume a substantial amount of this liquid, potentially causing a blood sugar spike. It is important to find the right balance for your body. Personally, I rely on sports drinks as a main source of fuel for my races. It works for me and it's just easier to consume. But I also complement this with additional carbs from applesauces and chews because I know I cannot get the amount of carbs in my pack that I would need for the entirety of the race. The next option that we have and the final option is just regular food. This is going to be the natural food that offers some type of option for someone who just prefers something minimally processed or they just don't like gels and chews for whatever reason. These simple carbohydrates will have to have a lower fiber content such as applesauce, pretzels, gummy bears, candies. I know some of those are processed, but you kind of get my point anything like that that's gonna help you fuel your workouts. These are all going to be just exactly how God intended them to be on the earth or you know, however they decided to design that gummy bear. And it's all going to work together to help fuel your body and do the same thing. Now, the thing about regular food is that it does not come with that caffeine and electrolyte supplementation inside of it, like the gels, chews, and sports drinks. So if you are choosing to fuel with natural food, that's a great option. Just make sure you're thinking about those things. So for example, maybe add a little bit more pretzel in there because it's going to have that salt to help replenish or throw in a banana to get the potassium and you really kind of have to start piecing together how to get the different electrolytes in there for you while you're going through and you also still have to have some type of liquid even if you choose not to do a sports drink which is fine some people do make sure you have water on top of these foods because you do still need that hydration aspect during your race not only for digestion but also for just general hydration so all of that's important things to consider so to sum this whole episode up in just a couple sentences, remember fueling during your workouts, especially those lasting more than 90 minutes, is essential to maintaining performance. You've got to pay attention to what you consume and experiment with different options all along the way to find what works best for you. It is not a one-size-fits-all approach, and you also don't want to try something just on race day. You need to be practicing these strategies very early on before your race to find what works for your 
body because you do not want to take a gel in the middle of a race and find out that is going to cause you to go straight to the bathroom and then end up having to waste time, you know, finding a bathroom or going in the woods. You need to have these practices during just that practice to know what works for your body. Your perfect fueling setup is all going to depend on your personal preferences and your body response and so many more things. So stay mindful with your fueling choices and do not hesitate to make adjustments when necessary. Adjustments are just that. It is a step along the way. It does not mean you are weaker than someone else just because you can't do the exact fueling strategy that person does. It just means that you are an individual person and that is what we want to be. Happy running, guys. Thanks so much, runners, for spending time with me and listening to this episode. If you like what you heard, please hit that subscribe button and leave me a review. I always love to hear from my listeners. And if you want more Let's Run Fit in your life, find me on Instagram at Let's Run Fit with Be Lit. Until next time, runners. The information in this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for medical or professional advice. Please always consult a medical professional if you're seeking medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. The Let's Run Fit podcast is not liable for risk or issues associated with using or acting upon the information in this podcast.